I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. This week's Law & Order Marathon winner is Bunny Hood from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Bunny will get a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To be next week's winner, sign up at lawandorderpodcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoy and Wallino. And these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedural, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedures, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories, these are their stories. Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about Network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent, SVU, or Original Recipe. And today we're looking at SVU Season 18, Episode 4, Heightened Emotions. I'm a tabloid headline. The pole vault hooker. We're going to find a way out of this. No, we won't. There's no coming back from something like this. Joining me to do just that is true crime author and host of Crime Writers On and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcast, Rebecca Lavoy. Hello, Rebecca. Thanks for having me back, Kevin. Having you back? Like, I, I mean, you think I'm uh, auditioning new people? It's like you have a choice. I have a choice, yes. right. Rounding out our panel is our special guest from the DocuSweeties podcast. It's Walino. Hello, Wa. Yeah, Kevin. Thanks for having Rebecca back. <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. My name is Wahima, but you can just call me Wa, and I am from the DocuSweeties podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Yay. Yeah, yeah. On your podcast, you talk about shows like 90 Day Fiance, Love During Lockup, and Love After Lockup. My daughter likes Bridgerton. Between the two of you, who has a worse view of a healthy relationship? <laughs> uh, I think it's me. I feel like she's younger and I'm older, so I should know better, right? Yeah. <laughs> is there like a moral to any of those stories? Uh, the moral is don't trust men. Mm. No. Is there a good moral <laughs> to the story? Uh, don't trust men. Don't oh, trust men. I get yeah. the same thing watching, like, Selling the OC, by the way. Don't trust men. <laughs> don't trust men. <laughs> same thing. It's about real estate and also not trusting men. Yes. Same thing. Yeah, you know, we're just socialized different. So, you know, you can't trust them because we are rational and they are not. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would buy, buy that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, of all the franchises, which two cops are your favorite Law & Order detective team? Favorite Law & Order detective team. Um, It's got to be Stabler and uh, Olivia. Yeah. Classic mm -hmm. pick. Classic. Speaking of like not really trusting men. <laughs> uh, Do you think Elliot's garbage? Because I think Elliot's garbage. <laughs> um, I, I, can't, I can't tell you. I love him so much. I like mm -hmm. I uh, Christopher Maloney. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He. Yeah. OK. 
so he has a doppelganger. Um, I can't remember his name, but uh, Christopher Maloney was also in a show called Oz from HBO, yeah, and like I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't let go of it. Chris Maloney is so hot. I love a dark-haired, light-eyed white man like Michael mm-hmm. Keaton. Like I love mm. that combination, and so Christopher Maloney was like a crush for me. Ooh, I hadn't ever heard anyone compare Chris Maloney to Michael Keaton. No, me neither. But I do. I Christopher Maloney would have made a good Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Batman. I mean, we know, you know you can punch a guy. <laughs> you can punch a guy. Yes, take him out. <laughs> and while, who's your favorite prosecutorial team? Favorite law and order district attorney prosecutorial team. Uh, okay, B.D. Wong was the therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't remember the prosecutorial team, but I just watched the one today and I like the bug-eyed guy. <laughs> Barba. I love that description, the bug eyed guy. Yeah. You're like, I like the guy who was always so put off by his job that he has to he has to uh prosecute these cases. Mm. Wear belt and suspenders and a vest. Yes. Oh, he was doing it all. Three the three all the three pieces. The wrong three pieces, but the three pieces indeed. He was prepared. He's always yes. prepared. <laughs> All right, now let's take a look at the first half of this episode. Special Victims Unit, Season 18, Episode 4, Heightened Emotions. Well, we learn many things about stay-at-home mom Jenna Miller. She likes to run really fast on her treadmill. She likes to go into the city and do shots alone in a bar. And she'll leave with the creepiest men. But later, we see her in bare feet with her dress torn and blood on her thighs, jumping from rooftop to rooftop and sprinting through the streets of New York, right into the arms of a cop. Jenna Miller, a housewife from Long Island, picked up jumping around Manhattan at 3.30 a.m. Jumping? Literally. From a rooftop. High blood alcohol, no drugs. And she was raped? Well, she didn't disclose, but she had anal bleeding, bruising, uh, bite marks to the breasts and to the thighs. Jenna tells Olivia and Amanda she was raped by a guy she met in the hotel bar. The detectives feel both Jenna and her husband Chad are hiding something. Fit and Carisi identify the attacker as financier and major asshole Mike Wheeler. He says, yeah, that girl's a hooker and I paid to do it rough. Now, she admits to occasional secret sex work, but that's not what they've been keeping from the cops. Jenna is a record-holding pole vaulter destined for the Olympics and could lose her endorsements if her double life is exposed. Barbara says he can't prosecute Wheeler without Jenna's testimony. Benson and Rollins convince her she can stay secret if she wears a wire and gets her attacker to incriminate himself. But the sting falls apart when Chad finds them together and punches out Wheeler before they can get enough. It means that Jenna must now decide whether to risk everything to get justice. All right, so the show opens with these vignettes uh, to demonstrate Jenna's mania. She's running on treadmills. Hey, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's running on these treadmills and her husband, Chad, he makes like this disapproving face because she's ignoring her five-year-old. But we all know that he's only upset because this means he has to take care of the kid. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And yes. maybe empty the dishwasher. God yes. damn it. <sighs> and it's not clear. They're trying to set it up, but it's not clear exactly what his dis- disapproval is about because later on when he like rushes in the hospital and is so concerned, it's clear that something is happening between those two, mm-hmm. but not exactly what and what part he plays in it. But also when we see her and her dress is torn, like I didn't understand what was going on until maybe the last quarter of the episode because if they, and the, the amount of times I called her a hooker, I was like, people still use that word. Like, can we just not? No, call her they a, did then. Yeah, into it like five. That's years too long ago. ago. That's like 2016. 
It's like before, yeah. before the, you know, the worldwide epidemic, pandemic. You know I mean? It's like before and after. It was just so interesting. I was I was judging the costuming. I was judging the choices, the rip. It's like she didn't even have a chance to get naked like <laughs> before no. he attacked her. It was no. just, it was very odd. Barbie, it was, was very odd. Yeah. Uh, Jen is doing shots in the bar after she's been assaulted. And so she goes to like jump from... Looks like she's going to jump from the roof, but then she just sort of runs and jumps across the alley to the adjacent roof. Roof. Notice a few steps back. Jenna, Jenna. Look at that razor sharp focus. Yes! Just a note, she's actually not a long jumper. <laughs> she's a pole vaulter. Yes. So uh, I did check that uh, the women's long jump record is 24 and a half feet. And New York building code says there's no maximum or no minimum distance required between high rises. But for a building that size, it's a minimum of 10 feet. Hmm. So I think doable, but maybe in track shoes. Maybe Mm -hmm. she was a decathlete in high school or something. Oh, yeah, it could be. Just Mm -hmm. saying, or a pentathlete. Maybe she had multiple skill sets Mm -hmm. and she just dusted that one off for a sec. I did like the psych up, though, with the yeah. arm in the air, like a gymnast situation. Mm-hmm. That and that great. barefooted jump, she got, I mean, she didn't feel nothing in them feetsies. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In the Olympics, they have sand they can land in. And yeah. Shit. They didn't have that on a rooftop. Yeah. yeah. She runs, I don't know, 20 feet and then like sticks a pole on the ground and like that's the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With shoes on. She's running shoes barefoot on? on a New York City rooftop and cobblestones. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know why she could do it is when she runs, like her hands are like these flat, like karate chop, kind of like, oh, that's how you get the real speed. It's right. the wind resistance. That's yeah. right. It's like six, $60, $60 million man or $6 million <laughs> man hands. Barbie yeah. hands, so Barbie to speak. Hands. Yeah. Yeah, because Finn and Carisi like head back to that bar to find out who Jenna might have left with. You see this woman here last night? Yeah, Barbie. Barbie? I'm guessing not her real name. She comes in a few times a month. Never seen her pay for a drink once. New from Mattel, hot mess Barbie. <laughs> comes with cab fare and a bottle of cranberry juice. Yes. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you know what I did I did find a little exciting, and maybe this speaks to my kink side. When mm. she tells the detectives that the first time some guy just paid her, she was like, excited i'm like ooh, will that happen to me perhaps yeah. <laughs> well someone that i'm having i mean i've never had a one night stand but i would start if someone could possibly give me two hundred dollars out of nowhere out of nowhere solicit it oh it's like that one episode on um sex in the city where carrie has uh like spends the, an evening with this like italian or european guy and at mm-hmm. the end of it he leaves like a thousand dollars on the nightstand ever since then i was like that sounds ideal Yes. <laughs> it's like intermittent reinforcement to a tremendous degree. It's yes. why people play golf, because that one time they got a hole in one in mini golf like 10 yes. million years ago. Yes. So they just keep trying. Yeah. Right. Speaking of a hole in one. Uh, <laughs> see, if you're not expecting that, you're just going to feel like, oh, this was a tip. I was that good. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want a tip. Well, I mean, you get the tip, but this is like a gratuity. Yes. <laughs> I want that financial tip. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want I want a fleshy tip and the a financial tip. tip. Yeah. Yeah. Bar crawling Barbie. And then he's just Finn. <laughs> so they track down Michael Wheeler and he's full of big dickhead energy. Yeah. Now this woman, Barbie, comes on to me asking if I want a date. I get a room, lay out 500. We go at it. 
And she starts crying. I'm being too rough. I told her, that's what I'm paying for. Like, uh, but is it really rape if I paid for it? I think not. Thank you for coming, officers. I'd love yeah. to see the casting call for this role. Yeah. Sought. Douchebag. <laughs> yes. You're going to have to narrow it down. <laughs> Punchable douchebag sought for 10-line role in an episode of SVU. Must have beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like the all, all the vignettes of like the women. Yeah, Michael Wheeler, he's a real dick. Yeah, he raped me, but nobody cares about escorts. Yeah, I know that guy. He paid me 10, 15K at the end. And I was like, 15K? <laughs> Sounds manageable. Like, I, that's how hard up for money I am. You know, like, it's, it's not. Listen, God bless these fictional women. Yeah, but fictional. Again, fictional. Yeah. Fictional. But I'm like, shit. 15k uh, yeah. i could pay off a lot of something or something or other i need to pay off you know mm-hmm. I, ha- I wanted to send you there's a, a lovely woman on tiktok who does an svu parody and she is a spot on for iced tea and i was really <laughs> sad that this episode didn't have more iced tea yeah and i also was sad that i forgot munch passed away yeah. And so I was like I haven't watched the show since Olivia was the captain. Like I I watched it and I was like this is not the show that I remember. That's right. Everyone's yeah. different. This would have been a great episode for a, an Ice Tea looks like. Yeah. Ice Tea saying like looks like the pole vaulter grab more than the pole. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> hey Liv, we went out, we went down to the women's shelter and found out that the Benedict band did more than a Benedict. It is a looks like. You're absolutely right. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Ice tea ad libs. Yeah. SVU edition. <laughs> yeah. So Michael calls her a quote, pain in the ass hooker. And I'm like, based on the injury, sounds like you're the pain in the ass. Yeah. Pain in the ass, John. Ooh, right? Wow. Yeah. Literal, Ugh. literal. Ain't no pain it's in the fictional. ass. Yes. It's fictional. Yes. She doesn't really have a bunghole. Uh, mm-hmm. Benson and Rollins show up at the Miller's house and Chad says, well, we can't keep this a secret much longer. No. And what they've been hiding is that Jenna is a champion pole vaulter. (laughs) And not just any pole vaulter, the world record holder and a a Tokyo Olympic future champion, right? It's Mm -hmm. their secret shame. Mm Mm-hmm. See, that's not a secret. That's more like, no. a, why would I give a fuck? Also, like, it's the least watched sport, probably, in mm-hmm. the Summer Olympics, A. B, they don't Google their fucking victims, like, at all. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they had a driver's license at some point, and they were just like, no, no, yeah. they don't care. It was like their secret. She, like, comes outside and closes the door really quick, like they're abusing the son. And then, like, <laughs> then the husband, like, comes out and is like, what's going on here? So I don't know. Like, we think something nefarious is going on in that house. Mm-hmm. And we open the door and it's, like, all her memorabilia and her future, like, things on the wall. And and then they come in and she's like, my career is over. And the husband's, like, really intense about it. By the way, we never see that child again. Like, we don't even <laughs> yeah. It's like they set up in the beginning, mommy, mommy. And then, like, gone. Right. So, well, if you told me that your dark secret was that you were the world shot put uh, record holder, I just feel sorry for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. I, it's a thankless job, really, shot putting. Like, yeah. uh, you, it's that glory that other shot putters will know about you, maybe other Olympians, but the rest of the world. And you've put so much money into being an Olympian and you get mm-hmm. very little reward besides, I'm that. Yeah. Do you think it's a secret because they don't want to have that conversation about like how bad people feel for them, that that's her sport? 
Like, it's just like, let's just not talk about this anymore. It's just super fucking embarrassing. Because people ask all those questions and you're like, uh, no, uh, no, I don't know. I'm not. No, I don't have that many endorsements. No, no. Nike is not sponsoring me. No, it's I actually. I don't know Flojo. I yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't get any cool. No, it's not Nike. No, no, not even Red Bull. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> no. It's Skechers. It's Skechers. It's Shasta. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> Schweppes. Schweppes, yeah. Schweppes. The, the fresh maker. Oh, that's Mentos. I don't, yeah. uh, by the way, the, the current woman's pole vault record is held by Russian Elena Isabayeva. Oh, Isabayeva. That yes, yeah, she's. Yeah. I love her. Isabayeva. Yeah. Isab- yeah mm-hmm. I don't know. Sixteen I feet, seven inches. By the way, I went to high school with a female pole vault champion. Gina Statutori. Really? Uh, yeah, she was really great at passing the baton four times in eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a Hey, It's That Girl. Hey, it's that girl. Can anyone tell me the name of the actress playing Jenna Miller? About a year ago, I was at a bar. This guy hit on me. I went for it. And when we were done, he just left about like 200 bucks in the dresser. And I, I, w- I was shocked. And then I was thrilled. I sort of can. Do you know the actress's name? No, but okay. I know who I know her from. That's Britt Morgan. She's right now on Riverdale playing Penny Peabody, the attorney who recruits Jughead into becoming a drug runner. Jughead <laughs> is a drug runner, yet somehow Archie is never able to finger Betty. <laughs> but Rebecca, Jesus. I think you know her from an HBO show. True what do you know? Blood. She played yeah. Debbie Pelt, the trashy vampire. Where it was more like those fur, like... Nasty, you know, she was like the skeevy vampire. Yeah, yeah, she was oh the gosh. werewolf villain addicted to vampire blood yeah, in yeah, love yeah. with werewolf biker Cooter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And after he was taken out by Sookie, Debbie had the famous line, they killed my Cooter. <laughs> oh my gosh. Which is, that's a that's a thing you thought you'd hear more on SVU, right? Yeah, yeah. Does anyone remember there was a character on the Dukes of Hazard named Cooter? No. Can you no. imagine having a character named after a ladies' garden and it's not the most troubling thing about the TV show? <laughs> <laughs> a ladies' garden. That's what I'm going to oh, call. I'm going to call it. That's so sweet. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. It's it's delicate. Mm-hmm. I, I did like Google a whole bunch of other synonyms. That was the best one. Okay. <laughs> oh, we have a Hey, It's That Guy. Hey, it's that guy. Who's playing the husband? Chad Miller. Jenna is, she's an Olympic level pole vulture, the world record holder. What happened to her is tablet news. That guy's name is David Alpe. He's had uh, recurring roles in The Tudors, The Borgias, The Vampire Diaries, and Red Room. He's, He's had a lot of sex on camera, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. The Tudors, you ever see that show? Whew. No. Is he I British? watched it for five minutes with my stepdaughter and had to like be like, can we maybe not watch this in the same room? <laughs> 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 uh, he's currently on the MGM Plus horror TV show From. He mm. plays a tech bro trapped in a town that no one can leave on a show on a network no one can watch exactly i hate it when they, i see mgm plus all the time and i'm like we don't need anymore thank you yeah thank you exactly i think like, it was epics before but I, who knows right i didn't ask for this yeah we don't need any more subscription-based uh programming thank you can you give me the name of the actress who is playing agent of chaos and rollin's sister kim that one I know. Who is it? That's Lindsay Pulsifer. And I trust in Jesus and the mercy of this parole board to give me the chance to look Jesse in the eye 
and tell her how proud I am of her mother. Yeah, she was also in True Blood. That's right. That's how I know her because she played Crystal in True Blood. She played uh, the the girlfriend of Suki's brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. Suki's brother, who was played by the very very hot. I think his name was Jason Kwan. Maybe he was super hot and Southern, but then we turned out he was Australian. He's and Australian. Yeah. Minds were blown. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was the meth cook, shape shifting, wear panther who fucked Jason Stackhouse, and I can't mm-hmm. believe I tell people I watch the show. No, no, yeah, I read the books. So read I read the books. the books before the show came out. So I was one of those uh, watchers of the show that was sadly disappointed because it veered off into another direction. Second season, it was like, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, like, you're like one of those Game of Thrones people who were like, yeah. "Oh, it's not the same as the book. It's not the same." <laughs> I was very much. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. He Tell was me. hot, though. That yeah. dude hot. Mm-hmm. So Lindsay, by the way, announced last week that she's splitting from her husband of five years. So on the financial statement, she says that she is unemployed, receiving only $528 per month in unemployment and $739 per month in residuals. Hmm. I think it might be called unemployed because of the strike. I'm not positive, but, you know, if you don't land a role, I guess that's sort of, you know, when you're a working actor. Lindsay got her start playing a kid in small roles on Touched by an Angel, Hmm. which the church said, you really should change to figuratively Touched by an Angel. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, so for an actor, if you, in between gigs, you're unemployed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Don't you think she is so well cast as uh, Kelly Giddish's sister? I just think they they could 100% be sisters. sisters. Yeah. And they both have like that thin, weird blonde hair that they have to like have bangs. Otherwise, it would be like halfway back on their head. And no features. No features. It's like makeup is I I needed them both to have more like contour or something because they just had no features without it. Very like flat Scandinavian sort Mm -hmm. of like faces. Yeah. They they look a lot alike. Mm -hmm. Yep. Can you tell me the actor playing I Like It Rough Mike Wheeler? No. No. Wait, wait, she's saying I raped her? Not surprised. Biggest pain in the ass hooker I ever met. That gentleman is Theo Stockman. He's had recurring roles on We Crashed, Alaska Daily, and the Netflix BDSM comedy Bonding. Is it BDSM comedy yeah. on Netflix? <laughs> yes. Oh, we I should work it. with them. How did we not know that? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep us away from that. Yeah. For two years, he was in a relationship with Leah Michelle from Glee and Funny Girl. Oh. So not as bad as a shape-shifting panther, but, you know, just as bad. Not that far. Yeah, not that mm. far. That's kind of a BDSM comedy right there, being in a relationship mm-hmm. with Leah, Leah. Michelle, right? <laughs> yeah, they made the gossip columns for bad behavior when they went to a Broadway show and Theo would not remove his hat, which was blocking the view of a woman and son behind him. And then Laura Bobart said, here, hold my vape. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that's such douchey behavior. You think yeah. Leah Michelle would know better considering she always wanted to be on Broadway. And then Maybe on that Broadway. douche face that he had was not acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any idea who's playing Mike's defense attorney? Mr. Varna? Yes, Sunil Varna is the name of the character. Isn't it possible that these injuries are consistent with consensual, albeit physical, sex? He looked a lot like Chad, the husband. That's no, all I kept thinking it yeah. was like. So you might know him if you were British. That's uh, Harry Dillon. He played surgeon Michael Spence for eight seasons on the BBC hospital drama Holby City. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, four no. Law & Order appearances. He's had roles in Billions, Alex Ryder, and Madam Secretary. Harry's Indian-American, and he was born in San Francisco. And his wife is a yoga teacher from Ireland. 
Well, good for her. Good for her. She landed an actor. Do you know how they do uh, yoga in Ireland? How? It's like, oh, think you're going to be on the floor all day, are you? <laughs> well, while you're downward facing, I'll smack you in your puss. <laughs> while you're down there, say a few Hail Marys, won't you? <laughs> Very relaxing. Yes. <laughs> so do you know the name of the woman playing TV reporter number two? Is it a real-life TV reporter? Yeah, from, from yeah, that's Cheryl. Area? Yeah, Cheryl Willis, forlorn her appearances. She's the real-life anchor on uh, New York One Live at 10. They love New York One over there. But do you know who's playing TV reporter number one? Wall Street financier Michael Wheeler goes on trial today. Wheeler is accused of raping world-class pole vaulter Jenna Miller. No, okay, that's Jane Fergus. Seven Law & Order appearances. She has been in roles such as TV interviewer, <laughs> newscaster, TV anchor, and reporter number two. Oh. Uh, other roles in her resume include anchor woman, reporter number four, newscaster number three, and pushy newswoman. Listen, that's a great gig. Those are great gigs. I'm happy for her. She makes You're versatile. She, does, she got yeah. range there. Yeah, right, right. I went to school for theater and I have none of those credits. That's it. That's it. Jane worked at Fox News New York with her co host, Jeff Propes. Oh, Jeff. Yeah. Your old friend, Jeff. Yeah, he decided that he'd rather take his chances catching malaria than work with her. <laughs> so there's this B-plot in the episode that has to do with Rollins' sister, Kim. Mm-hmm. She's granted parole for going to jail after what, Rebecca? What did she go to jail for? Uh, was this the time that she shot her boyfriend in her in her sister's apartment and pretended like she didn't shoot her boyfriend in her sister's apartment? Or was this a different time? Oh, so much more. It's right. So Kim did shoot her abusive boyfriend in front of Amanda in her apartment, then framed Amanda for his murder, then went on the run for two years, then stole a flute worth $50,000 and stabbed her pimp slice in the groin and then went to jail for manslaughter. <laughs> OK, that's right. And Amanda covered for her so many times. Yeah. Yeah. So having served one year for all of that, she makes parole. And the condition is now that she has to find a place in New York. What are her options? She can't leave the state. So it's either my apartment or a shelter. Amanda, that may not be the worst place considering the trouble that this woman has gotten you into. Women get raped and killed in shelters. And Benson says, you know, that might not be such a bad place for her. (laughs) Really? It's like, well, take it from a rape cop. Sometimes felonious sexual assault can turn the heart around. Oh, my goodness. Now, she literally killed somebody in her sister's apartment and her sister's like, well, you know, I believe in second chances and third chances and 18th chances and 20th chances. Rollins, man, has been through the ringer with this goddamn family. Yeah. Well, she should say like, okay, if you're going to stay here, you got to spackle the hole in the wall you left. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it it was just interesting because she she's been through so much with her, but then she also let her live with her in order to kind of be mean to her. It was weird. Yeah. It was it was a very weird thing. And when the lady came to the to the uh, precinct, it was like she was embarrassed of her and was rude to her. And I get why. But then why let her live with you so right. that you yeah. could be that way? I, the, the thing that was so funny to me was like during the parole hearing, like Amanda's like stink face in the corner while her yeah. sister's leaning her cage. Yeah. She's just in there like. She's like, here's uh, this is the reason I have to live is my sweet baby niece. Look at this sweet little angel. I'm gonna go home and take her to sweet little angel. I was, like, I was like, what? What is happening? My illegitimate baby niece. Yes. Right. Gonna gonna frame her for murder too. Also, she stole a flute. Like whose flute? 
<laughs> oh, a that's flowist. a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> is Lizzo upset? Like, does she? Is Lizzo upset? <laughs> I believe wasn't that based on Yo Yo Ma losing his cello or something? There was a uh, whole like a whole oh. other episode about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she stabbed her. She stabbed her pimp in the groin. Yeah, pimp's name was Slice. Mm-hmm. Oh, she sliced, slice in the slice groin. in the yeah the nice place. Yeah. Oh my god. So when they're uh, going over the case with Barba, he hears the two words that he loves the most. Double life. She won gold twice at the International. She was the three-time winner of the Outdoor World Championship. And she's a front-runner for the next Olympics, which makes her hesitant to be truthful about leading her double life. What double life? She has been moonlighting as an escort. Excuse me? Okay, I, I was just getting to that. Because... There is no one more annoyed with victims of especially heinous crimes than Barba. <laughs> oh, you mean the victim's double life, yes. Yeah, victim's double life. Oh, my God, they're uh, going to tear her apart. Oh, what a whore, right? I got to deal with this again. Yes. Because <laughs> victims have to be perfect in order for him to defend them. Correct. Yeah. And she was almost there. I mean, she was blonde, and she was white, and she was pretty, and she was tall, and she was thin. Mm-hmm. But God damn it. She had to be a hooker. Yeah. yeah. Barba does, you know, talk the talk, you know, when the reporters like confront him and he's like, I will say one thing. No means no. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to defend these people. But he's just like, this is going to be so much fucking harder than it ought to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So they're planning to take down wheelers. They have Jenna wear a wire and use his statements to force a plea uh, in order to keep Jenna out of court and out of the news. And it's all going well until... So if I do apologize, that's it? You know, back off? Just say it. Say it. You owe me that. Just say it, you son of a bitch. Just say it. Hey, what the hell's going on? Is that who I think it is? This is not good. Let's go. How in the wide, wide world of sports does Chad find her in a random Manhattan hotel bar in the middle of the day? Two words, Kevin. Find my. Yes. <laughs> but why did he even show up? Like, what? Why? Like, wh- how did that even happen? It was like, that was a whole plot hole. Whoever wrote this script did not fill that hole for me enough. Because I was like, this ruined everything for yeah. no reason. Just because you have an Apple tag on her doesn't mean that you have to, like, rush into the Manhattan to find out. Right. But remember, he doesn't yet know that she... got to get on a she... train from Long Island. And... Yeah. He doesn't yet know that she was doing the sex work stuff on the side, right? No, we no. find out at the end that he did. He knew all the whole time. But he didn't know that he was with his rapist. She doesn't know that he knows that yet. So she didn't tell uh. him about the sting because she didn't want him to know about the sting because the sting would reveal that secret. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. but I would have thought, you know, that when Chad shows up and all these, you know, by the way, all the cops like jump out of the van and they run in. Like but, the A-team. Yeah, but you can see that they're not like some milk truck disguised, you know, or something like that. They're jumping out of a fully armored and labeled with the word police all over it van. Mm-hmm. Parked right in front of the hotel. Yes. And like Wheeler like walks past them. He's like, oh, yeah, I just had a shakedown thing. That's probably enough. It's New York City. Yeah. I mean, yeah. have you ever lived there? Because like I have and uh, those things are City. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> They're in every corner. <laughs> you don't even notice them anymore after a while. Yeah. There's like a Dwayne Reed. Yeah. A Starbucks. A Starbucks. And a fully a armed police van. And a fully armed police van. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. 
Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB, serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections. Some fatal have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. All right, now let's take a look at the second half of this episode. Jenna realizes that testifying against Wheeler will result in bad publicity and maybe ruin her marriage. Oh, God, if this goes to trial, it makes who I am and what I've done public record. Most... Mainstream media outlets won't publish the victim's name, but there are no guarantees. I know he's hurt other women. I want to do the right thing. I, I just, I, I can't risk the publicity. Chad is just as invested in her Olympic dreams as Jenna is and advises her not to cooperate. Looking for ways to get evidence without putting Jenna on the stand, the squad learns that she called her agent right after the rape. He says Jenna did reveal the sexual assault to him, then shows his great support by dropping her as a client. With nothing left to lose, she agrees to press charges. On the stand, Jenna says that she did the sex work because she liked the thrill and enjoyed the attention. On cross, Wheeler's attorney accuses her of lying about giving consent and says the whole thing's a publicity stunt. He tells her that at age 26, you've reached your peak hotness and it's all downhill from here. And that's when a manic Jenna rips off her blouse and says, oh, yeah, she'd be fine. (laughs) Rollins and Carisi question Jenna if all this behavior could be because she has a mental illness. The doctor testifies that she has bipolar disorder and is now being medicated. With the revitalized prosecution, Barbara says Wheeler will take a plea to a lesser felony. Jenna says she's going to put the Olympics on hold and focus on living a better life. Meanwhile, Rollins thinks her suspicions are confirmed when she finds Kim taking pills in the bathroom. Her sister reveals that she, too, was diagnosed with bipolar while in prison, and the medication has helped her. Rollins says that she didn't know, and Kim says, Well, you would have if you asked me one fucking question other than where's the baby? Okay, so looking for an outcry witness, they go to Jenna's agent that she called that night. And he says, well, I'm obligated to protect her privacy. And then sings like a fucking canary. She say anything else? Look, I'm her agent. I am obligated to protect her privacy. We're investigating a rape allegation. Yes, everybody knows about agent-client confidentiality. Right. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was just so shady and dirty. And the husband being involved, too. It's just all so shit. Nobody's looking out for Jenna. And then Jenna's sad little press conference about, like, (laughs) yeah, I need to take care of me now that I have a mental illness. No one's looking out for Jenna. However, Chad gets some cover in one of the 
most hilarious lines in this episode. Which is what? The beginning of the second half when <laughs> Jenna asked the cops, Is he in trouble for punching that guy? Not with us. We want Wheeler behind bars. Nope, not with us. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Well, then with who? <laughs> who is he in trouble with? <laughs> I was to point out one thing about the agent that his agency dumped her, but at the time, they didn't know that she was a sex worker. They dumped her for being a rape victim. Yes. Like, I want you to get the help you need. In the meantime, it's best that we terminate our professional relationship. Your personal life is clearly incompatible with the values this firm and its clients demand. Yes, that is, it was all just very, they were like, yeah, you, we see you've got some personal issues, so go on ahead and handle that, mm-hmm. and all the best. And every time they kept saying Tokyo 2020, I was like, spoiler alert. Uh, uh, you've got more be- disappointment in your <laughs> yes. future. Yeah. Sorry, Jenna. Yeah, don't worry, Jenna. It's not going to happen. You could take your medication and just be fine. It's You're going to get another year to train if you <laughs> yes, wanted. <laughs> yes, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, in a pretty predictable defense strategy, they say, well, you're a sex worker. You got paid. But you also throw this in. This is a publicity stunt. Uh, You like men looking at your body and you're never going to look this again. And so she stands up and rips off her shirt. How dare you? Who do you think you are? He said that he loved my body. Everyone tells me that they love my body. I am 5'9", 112 pounds. I bench press 150 pounds. I squat 225, 10 reps. What are you doing? Your Honor, I need a recess. Your Honor, clearly these are washboard abs. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Look at this back, okay? Yep. Look Check at my it. boobs. How Check out- dare you? <laughs> <laughs> We're at the it, top, you know, when they're, you know, with the little bib number on it. And so, yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah. Who wears a black bra under a white blouse, though? That was my real question. Black people do. Oh, oh. well, it's true. Well, what, okay, let me rephrase that question. What white lady wears a black bra under a white blouse to court? Unless she is planning, in fact... To rip off that white blouse in yep. court. Your honor, your honor. Objection. I've got this in my back pocket. Every single outfit she wore was objectionable. Like, especially that black polka dot number that she was wearing. She's wearing like a black shirt. And she mm-hmm. came around and she was like, um, uh, I just, the, the attitude change, I, the acting, I was just like, come on, ma'am. It, I, it's, I'm not buying it. Her preparation and her role as Debbie Pelt from True Blood mm-hmm. didn't prepare her for this no. very serious role in SVU. No. No, I mean, even the even the cocktail dress she was wearing in the very beginning with the closed toe shoe. Uh, Ma'am, you are wearing an open topped dress. You do not wear closed toe shoes unless they're Louis Vuitton. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's like, that's not. why I'm going to run around bare feet instead. <laughs> Those are not like Louis Vuitton. <laughs> I like that Barb's first instinct was to rush and cover her with his suit coat as opposed to, I don't know, Calling for a mistrial. Mm. <laughs> yes, or something. <laughs> and she's over there fighting. I'm like, you could take her down. She's like, yeah. I bench press 115. I don't know what she said, but she was calling out her stats as though that would actually make some kind of difference. Yep. I can plank for 84 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't do either of those things. <laughs> I can beat you, you pencil neck Carisi. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did the police know where they were? How did they know they were on the track and field? Like, how did they know? <laughs> They're using the same Apple tag. They always know. They They always always know. know. If you're folding a sweater and they have a question for you, they know where you are. They know where you are. They went Uh, to the house and they asked the five-year-old kid. He was alone. Yeah. They're at the track again. They're at the high school track again. 
Uh, but oh. I think that was so crazy that the husband was like, no, we, I know she's upset. I know she has to blow off steam by fucking strangers in the city. Do not talk to her about it. She's fine. I've been handling it for all of our lives together. Do you think I thought she was wearing that dress to go to the grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, that was the wildest part of it. And then like she's like she's like you guys think I'm crazy. And he's <laughs> Then she gets on medication yes. and she comes back and she's like I'm better now. A week later. A week yes. later. I'm I mean, we all know that shit takes longer than a week to kick Yes. In. And then you just you just meet with the the psychiatrist like a day after and the psychiatrist like bipolar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bing. She was honest with me. I earned her trust in an yep. hour. Yep, and we and we dosed that lithium properly the first time out. Ready and to it go. worked in a week. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. And I would say bipolar and fine. <laughs> she still got it. She still She's got perfect. It. Look at those boobs. Perfect. Per- perfectly sized. I mean nice and flat. I mean not flat, but you know, you can not perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. She's, hey, hey, hush, hush. We don't trust men. Shh. Yes. She's no Gina Statutory, but. Uh... <laughs> hey, 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 Gina Statutory. Hey. I have one other quibble with this trial. <laughs> Sorry. What? what? The defense says, quote, once my client outed you as a prostitute, then you accused him of rape. Did they not watch the episode I just watched? Because yeah. that is not the order in which any of this occurred. Correct. Okay. <gasps> she I... accused him of rape. Before they even knew she was a goddamn pole vaulter, let alone a prostitute. Yes. I'm sorry. That is not accurate. And nobody objected. Yes. Nobody said, no, actually, that's not how it happened. Like, literally, Barbara was like, uh, Your Honor, where is this going? And she's like, yes. I'll allow it. I'm like, well, allow what? It's not even true. Yes. I watched the episode. That's not true. Yes. Objection. Are you calling my client Kim Kardashian? Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, that is not what occurred. Okay. <laughs> I told you about the sex tape before it came out. <laughs> no, she's more of a Chloe. Come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we got to get she the underwire. She is 11. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Come on. It's true. <laughs> yeah, that was a lie, too. Girl, you're not 5'11. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so Rollins is the one who suspects that Jenna has a bipolar disorder based on what she's seen. And of course, she's never noticed that her Tasmanian devil sister is also bipolar. Nope. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, they they do go to the track and they have this talk. And that's when Chad said, yeah, I knew she was an escort all along because she's not going to be on a fucking Wheaties box now. So that's how apparently that's how they were going to make their money. Yeah. So this makes Chad a cuck and the incels do not know what to make of all this. (laughs) (laughs) Chad just wants that that set that like secondhand medal, man. Like what's enough for him except his wife getting a medal. Right. That seems to be his goal. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 He's like, I couldn't fuck her all the time. I was tired. (laughs) We have a five-year-old. I'm not an endurance athlete, too. (laughs) I was tired from watching her run on that treadmill. It was exhausting. (laughs) She is used to so many bigger poles than I can provide. (laughs) God damn. I have a follow-up question about Rollins, since you mentioned Rollins. I'm sorry I keep derailing the conversation. Rollins went back to her apartment. And her sister, Kim, was in the bathroom taking pills, and the bathroom door was locked. Hey. What? What is this? 
What are you taking? Why was the bathroom door was locked when the only other person home was a baby? I thought she was was locking the door against a baby who was in a pack and play. What did that baby was going to do? Yes. I thought the exact same thing. I said, why do you have to bust down the door? And also the moment my sister would have touched my face, we would have fought. Physically fought. (laughs) Oh, bitch. I don't give a shit. Speaking of Kardashian. Yeah. Don't fucking touch me. You don't have the right to fucking touch me. Like I and learned then, some shit in prison. I'm absolutely. <laughs> you put your finger in my mouth to get that pill. I'm biting it right off. Absolutely. <laughs> that strong jaw she has. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You'll never be able to pull a trigger again. I don't yes. have features, but I have fucking teeth. Yes. That's right. And this whole argument of like, you never ask. I'm like, no, no, no. The moment I get diagnosed with anything that explains why I fucked up my sister's life for the last 10 years, I'm going to be like, hey, girl, guess what? <laughs> um, so you know how I fucking shot a person and I stabbed other guy and I also stole a, stole a flute? Bipolar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking medication now. So yeah. don't try to put this all on Rollins because right. you acted a fucking fool for the last 15 to 10, 10 to 15 years. Right. So explain it away. And you locked a door against a baby. <laughs> Criminal. Like, <laughs> crimes committed <laughs> against a baby. I don't know. That that baby's got some bad DNA in her, you know, so. It's true. The baby's got some big, big eyes. So, you know, locking doors is needed. <laughs> but unlike other babies on this show, we know who the father is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. All right, let's take a look at the real-life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Rip from the Headlines. You think you know who did it. You think you know who did it. But you don't know who did it. You don't know who did it. Rip from the Headlines. This episode is based on the life of Olympian Susie Favor Hamilton. Born in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, Hamilton was a standout track star. A middle-distance runner, She won three national junior titles in high school. During her time at the University of Wisconsin, Favor became the most decorated female track and field star in NCAA history. The middle distance runner won nine national championships and 32 Big Ten championships in the 1500 metres. The Big Ten even named their top female athlete award after her. Favor didn't find the same success in her three Olympic appearances. Although she never won a medal, she landed a TV commercial for Nike, a gig with Disney, and her own swimsuit calendar. In 2012, reporters discovered the 44-year-old was working as a $600 an hour escort in Las Vegas. Favor 
said she became a call girl while on antidepressants after the death of her brother and her postpartum depression. The pills would send her into a manic state, as doctors realised they failed to diagnose her bipolar disorder. Favour said her husband knew of her sex work, though he tried to get her to stop. After the kerfuffle, Nike dropped her as a spokeswoman, the Big Ten removed her name from their award, and her husband filed for divorce. Today, Susie Favour Hamilton works as an artist in Southern California. So she is a fast runner. She did the mile in four minutes and 22 seconds, which is also how long it takes her husband. (laughs) Four minutes, 22 seconds. Fuck that guy. So Susie did what most people would do. She went on Dr. Phil Mm -hmm. and that she said that the misdiagnosis uh, coupled with antidepressants made her feel crazy. That was her word. The sex work started when she and her husband visited Vegas. They went skydiving. Then they had a threesome, and she kept wanting to chase that high, so she began escorting under the name Kelly Lundy. And she said this was a product of a diseased mind. I don't know really how that sits with me to kind of make that, as opposed to maybe just taking you know ownership of I you know I wanted her to do sex work to kind of, to almost kind of say well. It's because I was insane or I was like really sick and that's why I did it. I don't know. How does that land with you, Wa, that excuse? Um, It doesn't land well with me because the truth, like if there are people out there who do enjoy threesomes and having that kind of rush from that behavior. Like, like I said, even I was like, ooh, (laughs) 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 what would that make me feel if somebody were to just leave me a tip (laughs) afterwards, right? (laughs) So uh, if that wasn't for her, and she ha- does never desire to do that afterwards. Like maybe it could just be a blip in her life. But sometimes you have to be careful with how you discuss these types of things and kind of blame it on the crazy uh, because it can be damaging for those who aren't doing it for those reasons. And I'm not saying she owes them any responsibility, but sometimes I don't know. Yeah, I think my my bigger issue was that was the way she discussed the mental illness at all, like right. framing it the diseased mind. The mm. you know, I mean, people can be ill and they can do things they wouldn't do when they weren't medicated. But to sort of talk about it as if there's something broken about you or criminal about your your disease when it's a disease that so many people have. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's literally a medical condition. It's a chemical imbalance. And like, I think that framing it that way, just because you you got caught doing something and you're being now very publicly shamed for it, framing it as something evil is not great either. Yeah, I think society's views on sex work are evolving, but they're still very complicated. You know, who is doing this because they're empowered, who's being trafficked, who's being prosecuted, but also who is the person when they're not doing the sex work? Are they a college student? Are they a school teacher, a cop, a middle-aged woman? And there is like this moral judgment and the reputational risk that continues. So does the public like this story because it's titillating or because it's a celebrity laid low? I think both can things yeah. can be true. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think, too, it's like a low stakes. Celeb- OK, I'm just going to be gross. It's kind of like a low stakes celebrity laid low thing, too, which I think people really like because I think people like it. They get really there's very mixed feelings when there's like. OK, I am. So, I, I fucking hate Matt Lauer. I'm just going to be mm-hmm. clear about it. Yeah. But like. People don't like that. People are like, oh, they feel betrayed. They feel shocked. They feel whatever. And then they don't want to hear about it ever again. Right. Right. When there's sort of a lower stake celebrity, 
that something happens to, it's like, tell me everything. <laughs> because I don't really care about them anyway. So, like, tell me about them before this happened. Tell me what they did. Tell me everything. You know what I mean? It's just it's like they're, they're more fodder for salacious stuff because mm-hmm. you're not invested in, you know, you don't feel betrayed by them because they weren't, they didn't mean a lot to you to begin with kind of thing. That's my, yeah. that's my theory of the case there. Yeah, you said cop, and that reminded me of the lady who had sex with several men in the precinct. Do you remember that? No, I don't. I mean, I know there's like a bunch of OnlyFans scandals that have to do one with a cop. And, okay, you know, it's like she gets recognized by a subscriber who she pulled over. You know, there were like a, two teachers from the same elementary school. Oh. They're doing, yeah, you know, there's... legitimate legal sex work. But, the you know, the problem because, out. yeah, parents, parents find, find out, out and there's this whole moral outrage yes. about... Okay, is that appropriate sex work? Or not whether the sex work is appropriate. Because all kinds of things sort of go under that umbrella. should somebody who ever looks at a child also be that person? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's sort of that. Now we're we're not making the judgment about the sex work. We're making the judgment about the sex worker, right? Yes. Yeah, so there was this one case where this woman, this police officer, she was having like a train run of her or having sex with like five of her fellow officers mm-hmm. and her husband was aware of it. So it sounded to me like it was some kind of cuck hold or cuck situation mm-hmm. um, and just kink, you know, whatever. And somehow the chief or whatever found out about it and it became headline news about just like the inappropriate behavior. And I was just like, it just, just sounds like, some kind of like fantasy situation between her and her husband. And then her husband mm-hmm. ended up divorcing her because it got became public. And it's like he didn't know. I don't know. And I was like, I'm going to correct you on one thing. It wasn't that the chief found out and it became headline news. It became headline news. And then the chief had to deal with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it was just like it's, it's always interesting. me. I'm like, if these are rational adults and if there is some kind of policy. OK, if there is some kind of policy and you've broken policy, I get it. However, other than that, when the public gets a hold of it, there becomes all this morality and all this judgment about what they're doing. And I'm like, but if they're consenting adults. Yeah, she worked at the Parks and Rec Department or in a factory or something like that. We probably wouldn't care. We would kind of laugh that, Mm -hmm. aha, she went through all these guys. But then, Mm -hmm. you know. Also, by the way, do you think anybody would ever do a story about a male cop who was having sex with several of his uh, colleagues? No. I don't don't think it would be as big a deal. Correct, correct, correct. So among the endorsements that Susie Favor lost were her endorsement deal with the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association. No! No. Oh, no. I, on the other hand, just landed a deal with the New Hampshire Cheese Curd and Funnel Cake Consortium. <laughs> that is going to do it for us. We want to thank our guest, Walino. Wow, where can our listeners follow you online? Oh, they can follow my podcast at DocuSweeties on TikTok, DocuSweeties on Instagram, and DocuSweeties wherever you live listen to podcasts that is d o c u sweeties w s w e t i you've had time to prepare i don't spell it often uh people think it's two words it's one uh, but if you want to just follow me i'm at just call me wa everywhere on YouTube as well. Rebecca Lavoy, how can our listeners follow you? Uh, you can listen to our podcasts, of course, but you could also follow me everywhere at Reb Lavoy. And you can track me on X going to finally call it that. It's Twitter. At Kevin P. Flynn, you can tweet to us at Law & Order Pod. Follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast or like and subscribe on YouTube and TikTok. 
Our newsreader was Cy Freighter. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Content assistance from Travis Roy, Lily Flynn handles promotions. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act, fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com to sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Other Stories was recorded in the Treehouse Yoga Studio above the Mockingbird Cafe in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi Studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. Partners in Crime Media. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one. 844 Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.